Welcome to the Vitality Health Show, where we inform you about the latest advancements in alternative health care and the best health and wellness solutions to benefit your body, mind, and spirit. Now, here's your host, Stephanie Parrish. Good morning, friends, and welcome to the Vitality Health Show. I am your host, Stephanie Parrish, the voice of hope and healing, and thank you for joining us. As a reminder, if you have any suggestions for my show, please email me at contact at myvitalityhealthsolutions.com. What would you do if your doctor told you that you had breast cancer and you would soon die unless you submitted to the chemo and radiation therapy? Would you put your trust in that or would you get a second opinion and look into other options? Well, our guest today followed the latter course and her story is amazing. She is also a Billboard Hot 100 recording artist. Yes, she actually hit number 13. We were so excited when that happened. She's also an author of They Said I Would Die, as well as a very dear friend. And I'm so excited to introduce you to Alicia Blickfelt. Before I bring Alicia on, I remind you that if you have any questions and would like to call in, make sure you've got a pen and a paper. You're going to call in at 866-472-5791. Again, 866-472-5791 to get in the queue. This will be answered during our third segment. We'll get you on. We are super excited to have Alicia here. Thank you so much, Alicia, for being here. Those that were listening last week know that she was on with with Cowboy Don Tolman. And we had so many people ask if we could get her back on to finish her story (laughs) because we only had a very short time. And what a perfect time to have it back-to-back from last week's show. And Don is absolutely amazing. He and Alicia are going to come back on hopefully in February. But we really wanted to not leave you hanging out there with Alicia's story because it is absolutely amazing. So welcome, Alicia, to the show. Thank you for being here with us. Thank you, Stephanie. What a beautiful intro. I'm happy to be here. I know it's snowing. It's been snowing. The sun's out now. It's been snowing in Utah. It's been snowing here in Idaho. We're super excited about that, kind of. I I guess I should say that. (laughs) Okay. Well, we're all done moving, so we don't have to drive in it. So we're excited about that. But anyway, we want to get right to your story because it is such an amazing inspirational story. And I know that it's not only the food and there's so many other aspects of what happened with you and your story. And I I think one of the things that I love the most is how, how it's been such a spiritual journey for you as well and all those involved. So why don't we just start at the beginning? and you tell us a little bit more for those that didn't hear last week what happened and how did it happen give us a timeline and what kind of that looked like for you okay um i'll just start at the beginning then um you know just living life and life was going along really well and one day um being the you know not a not i'm not i wasn't really proactively looking for anything but just happened to find uh, a lump in my breast and i convinced myself that it was nothing. I convinced myself that it was a cyst. I didn't tell anyone about it for a long time, not even God, Um, just like he didn't know, right? And I kept it to myself, and I didn't tell my husband. I didn't tell anyone. After about three months, you know, I was kind of being nudged by the Spirit to to at least tell my husband, so I told him, and and then um, I still did nothing. It was nine months before I chose to do anything, and for whatever reason, I decided I was going to 
go and have an ultrasound done. I figured that was non-invasive. I wasn't really interested in, you know, invasive things to try to figure out what it was at that point. Um, I went to the clinic with that in my head. What I wasn't prepared for was the technician who um, did the ultrasound sort of freaked out on me. And he got real excited. The energy in the room went up. My heart started to race. And he's like, you need to do um, this test and that test. And we need to do mammograms. And we need to do x-rays. And we need to do a biopsy. And we need to do MRIs. And I, I was terrified at that point listening to all of these things that he was rattling off to me. And I heard myself saying yes to all of these things, um, which beforehand I had decided I wasn't going to do. So. At any rate, I heard myself answering yes to those things and um, and committed to do the, to do them that day, and we did them. Um, we we ended up a couple of weeks later for the results in the doctor's office, and uh, all of the all the results except the MRI had come in on that date. And we went in and we sat there, Mike and I, my husband Mike and I were sitting there um, talking to the doctor, and she was saying. Um, well, it's cancer, and my eyes just lit up, and my mouth dropped open, and I was just stunned because, like I said, it wasn't me. I wasn't the one that had cancer. It couldn't be cancer, you know, and um, I just stared at her, and she continued to talk, and she began to say, you need to do chemotherapy. You need to do radiation. You know, you may need to do surgery, blah, 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 and she just was throwing. It was like being fed with a fire hose, all this information coming at me so hard and fast and I'm still just in shock by what she had initially said. Um, I looked over at Mike and he was staring back at me and we were both just dumbfounded uh, not knowing what to say and I looked back at her and I looked back at Mike and I looked back at her again and she finally kind of got the clue that she needed to excuse herself. So she got up and left the room and I looked back over at Mike again and I said do I have to do anything she just said? And he said, nope, it's your body. You can do whatever you want, which was like the biggest blessing in my life. He had just handed me the license to take over and do what I felt good about. Um, I'd always been a little bit holistic leaning, not a big doctor person, but certainly had been known to go for, you know, this or that or whatever. And um, so I started kind of looking into that. Two weeks later, I went back for the um, results of the MRI, and I'm sitting there um, listening to the doctor. Oh, I need to back up just a second. When I got home and found out, you know, we had found out I had cancer uh, in our church. We believe in, in giving blessings. So my husband gave me a blessing, and in that blessing, he told me to listen to those who love and care for you, to uh, follow your heart, and it would be eradicated. Those were the three things that I remembered from it. So then when I went back to the doctor's office for the results of the MRI and she began to explain them to me and, and she started talking about uh, mastectomy, you know, double mastectomy, blah, 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 chemotherapy, radiation, and my eyes just lit up again. I could just feel my brain just on fire. And um, I heard in my head, she doesn't love and care for you. And it was loud enough that I heard it and I'm just like, oh. And I thanked her, and I'm like, okay. And I walked out of her office. Um, her office called me for days and days after that, but I had heard that in my head, so I wasn't going back. I knew I wasn't going back. I knew she didn't love and care for me. And um, the other part of it was she's lying to you. And not about 
the tradition, the, the treatments. I think she totally and wholly believed those things were the right thing. But she had also said, I asked her what she would do personally. And she said, oh, I do a double mastectomy. And that's when I heard she's lying to you. She doesn't love and care for you. So I walked out of her office and I never went back. Um, I waited for, let's see, I think it was 10 months after that. So I had this nine-month window at the beginning where um, I didn't do anything except just kind of monitor myself and believe it was a cyst. I go to the doctor. She tells me it's um, cancer. And shortly after that, I noticed that uh, the growth had started to change where before it had just remained the same size. It was about the size of a key lime, which is pretty substantial. I mean, we're talking pretty big. Um, Silver dollar, you know, it was big. And so I I knew what size it was. I knew, I just knew, you know, you kind of know your own body. And then after I'd gone through all the tests and stuff like that, I noticed it starting to change and shift and mutate. And I just, I just about died. I, I jumped on the computer and I started looking for people, real people with blogs and information that could tell me if there were side effects to a biopsy, for example. And I started reading real people and their blogs, and that's where I found the real information. Because if you just Google information, you're going to get, you know, whoever paid the most to be first. Exactly. Whatever's <laughs> put out there. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So I started um, reading real people and real situations and what people were dealing with. And I learned that biopsies can create an issue. You know, it's the only way you can really find out what's going on, which was the rock and the hard place. But on the, by the same token, it also created a situation where it caused the tumor to start morphing. You know, and I read all sorts of things. People were suggesting that it would seed your body if you put a needle in and pull the needle out and the cells are on the needle and it seeds your body with, with cancer cells and all that kind of stuff. So I just cried and cried and cried and cried. And it took me um, a couple of weeks to actually forgive myself for allowing someone to do something to my body that I didn't really want to do, but I felt pressure to do it, so I did it. Um, and I forgave myself, and I said, okay, stop stop your whining, stop your bawling, knuckle down and figure out what you're going to do. So I started asking around. I told maybe 10 people is all, because, you know, when you tell other people what's going on in your life, they all have opinions, they all have thoughts, they all tell you things. I ventured outside that circle of those 10 people to just a couple of other people, you know, a Um, an owner of a holistic food store and another owner of a different holistic food store and then just one other person who was someone I was mentoring with by phone at that time for my business. And I got these horrific stories from all three of those people outside of my circle of those who loved and cared for me. And I got, oh, my niece, she's doing chemotherapy and radiation. She's sick all the time. She's barfing up a lung. She's losing her hair and going bald. And I'm just like, why are you telling me this? Yeah, I don't need to hear that right now. Yeah, exactly. It's like you don't want to hear those kinds of things when you're right in the middle of your own storm, you know. And uh, anyway, they all gave me a story like that. And I learned very, very quickly that you just don't run around and tell everyone because they all have a story and they all have an opinion. And I needed to figure this one out by myself. So I prayed and I prayed and, you know, asked those, that little circle of 10, you know, um, what ideas do you have? What thoughts do you have? They were all very supportive of the fact that I wanted to do this holistically and that I had walked away from that doctor. 
And one of them said, hey, I know this guy named Don Tolman. My daughter worked for him. And I think he, he has helped a lot of other people figure out how to get out of stuff like this. So I went and sat down with him, with my friend, and he laid all this stuff out for me. He talked about juice fasting and water fasting and, and eating all these whole foods and all of these things that would support my body and my immune system and that the only thing that was going to heal my body was a strong immune system and your body needs to be supported in those things that you're going to do for it. And if you do the cut poison, poison and burn, as he called it, um, meaning surgery, uh, poison was the chemotherapy and the radiation is a burn. So cut poison and burn. And he said, if you're going to do those things, you know, this is what it does to your body and it doesn't support your immune system. In fact, all that chemotherapy does is shrink tumors. And, you know, and then I went back to my blogs and stuff and I started researching. I didn't just take his advice. It was still a little fresh and a little raw for me. So I started um, Googling in blogs, looking for people who had gone through these things and what they had tried. And, you know, and I started implementing some of the things that they were suggesting. And I took a few thoughts and ideas from Don, but I didn't um, really land on those things and embrace them right away. So I started doing like a, a, base, a baking soda protocol where I started with like a quarter teaspoon of baking soda in water and adding a little bit more until I was up to a, a teaspoon or something like that, maybe a teaspoon and a half twice a day. What I learned about baking soda was that it changed your, your body's um, what do I want to call it, your, your pH. Mm -hmm. It changes your pH to um, an alkaline environment because when your body's acidic, it can grow things like a swimming pool without chlorine. So my body was in an acidic environment, otherwise it wouldn't have happened. So I learned how to change the environment in my body and I started with that. I started adding essential oils, I started juicing, you know, a few things where I was trying to figure things out. Um, just dabbling, really. Um, and I went like a year before I went back to see Don again, before I started talking to Don again. Um, and by then, things had gotten pretty challenging. Um, you know, I'm a singer and I was singing and, and going out and just living life the best I could, trying to ignore this problem that I had um, in the back of my mind, but it was always kind of there just gnawing at me and emotionally just edging me every day, you know, trying just to live life even though I knew I've got cancer, you know, and it always sounded like such a death threat. Um, and the reason that I was a little bit nervous about going down the chemotherapy and radiation road is because everyone I've ever known that did, um, didn't make it. And I didn't want to go down that road. It just didn't look good. Well, I shouldn't say that completely. I knew people that had come out of it, but... Um, it was somebody like had caught it really, really, really early and was super proactive and went and did the double mastectomy and, you know, did radiation, but no chemotherapy and they, they did okay. Um, but um, it, it ended up still causing a few issues that I could tell in their life that it was difficult. And so I'm just like, I don't want to go down that road. That road looks like death. I want to look down this other road. And that's when I just started opening these doors to looking at other therapies and other possibilities and other things that could change my life, my life in, a, in a more positive way. And I guess I was also being a little selfish too. I didn't want to go lose my hair. I, I didn't. <laughs> I know that sounds That's silly. That's very but, important. <laughs> <laughs> well, as a woman, you know, it's bad enough somebody wants to, to 
you know, to have you do a mastectomy, but to lose your hair on top of it, it's really a challenging thought to give in to something like that because those yes. things define us. We feel beautiful with those things. And here is this industry that wants to take them away from us. And it just and you wasn't. and I both know a lot of women that have had cancer and have lost. My sister, one of them. Yep. And I was with her the day she had to shave her head. And it was really, really difficult. I mean, yeah. it's, it's just very difficult. So so that was definitely one of your, your um, decision factors of what you're going to do. So we're yeah. down to our last minute before our first break. So I wanted just to make sure we're going to pick this back up because it just gets even better from here. So with all of the things that Alicia went through and has is was really on a journey to see if there was something else that could happen for her other than what the standard radiation, chemotherapy, surgeries, all those things. And that's what this show is all about, finding hope in your health. And that is exactly what we're trying to do. And that's exactly why we have Alicia on here to share that hope with all of those out there listening. If you do have a question for her, call 866-472-5791. Again, 866-472-5791. Be sure and call and let us know. We're going to go ahead and take a break and then pick this story right back up. I told you guys want to stay and listen. It's awesome. (laughs) So anyway, we'll be back in just a couple minutes. Stay tuned. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Learn more about the products and equipment discussed by Stephanie and her guests on the show by visiting MyVitalityHealthSolutions.com. We've done the research for you and selected proven, high-quality brands at competitive prices from companies you can trust. Drugs and surgery are not your only options. Discover the exciting alternative therapies and health and wellness products that are helping people to reclaim their health and enjoy a higher quality of life. That's MyVitalityHealthSolutions.com. How do you sort through the overwhelming information on diet and exercise to figure out what is real and what will work? You've heard the term no pain, no gain, but is that really true? How do you get into shape? How do you fit healthy eating into your life? Listen for Pain-Free Day with Joshua Cohen, where you'll learn how to eat right and how to exercise pain-free. Eat intelligently, exercise smarter, and see big results. Tune in to Pain-Free Day every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Many of us are finding ourselves distracted by what's going on in the world around us today. We find ourselves discontent with our circumstances, with what we have and how we feel about ourselves. And we find ourselves disconnected from those that matter most to us. If this sounds all too familiar, check out MindfulLab.net and see how the practice of mindfulness can change your life today. Powerful programs are available to help you find clarity, connection, and peace at MindfulLab.net. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You're listening to the Vitality Health Show with Stephanie Parrish. If you have a question for Stephanie or her guest, please email contact at myvitalityhealthsolutions.com. Now, back to the Vitality Health Show. 
Welcome back, friends. We are so blessed to have Alicia Blickfeld, recording artist and author of They Said I Would Die. We want to make sure if you've got questions for her, please call in and get on the queue at 866-472-5791. And Alicia, I'd like you to give your website and, and how they can get your book. If they are interested in the book, it's a fantastic book. You guys want to hear this. And you want her music. Her music is so inspirational. Oh, my goodness. There's a whole story behind that that I'm sure that we'll get to. But if you can give your contact information for all of our listeners, please make sure you have a pen and paper ready so you can write this information down. Sure. Um, my website for my music is simply my name, Alicia Blickfeld. Dot com A L I C I A Blickfeld is a little complicated B as in boy L I C K F as in Frank E L D as in dog T as in Tom so just aliciablickfeld.com and my book they said I would die is on Amazon and you can just get it from there fabulous thank you so much I highly recommend both of that you get that and then Communicate with Alicia. Everybody knows somebody that's suffering from cancer. I and my family have quite a bit of it in in my family, and everybody knows somebody, and we just want to make sure that we're sharing the opportunity of hope and health for everybody out there, for anybody that wants to just listen to an alternative, and that we're not forcing anybody, pushing anybody, saying this is the only way to do it. It's giving you an option, and that's what this is all about. You do not have to take the doctor's statements right there. We love our doctors. We're grateful for them. They're there for us, but get a second opinion. Get a different alternative. See what there is out there. Don't just take what they're saying as the only gospel that there is because we have seen it. Alicia's lived it. I've watched it in my life. Most of you know I did a hyperbaric clinic for eight years. We saw things happen so incredible that we're just putting the natural resources back into the body and the body knows what to do with them. And that's what this show is all about. Put the natural resources in the body and let the body do its job. So we're going to go from there and let Alicia pick up from where she was before. Again, call in 866-472-5791. Or you can go ahead and email me at contact at myvitalityhealthsolutions.com. Alicia, let's go and take it over. Okay. Um, so so I got to the point where um, things were changing, as I mentioned, after you know realizing the biopsy had changed the tumor in my, um, you know, things were changing in my body. Um, I went that 10 months and I did nothing. And, and so nine months at the beginning doing nothing, going to the doctor, and then 10 months longer I did nothing. And at that point the tumor had been changing and growing and morphing. And I'm just sitting there thinking to myself, you know, maybe it's, it's like just liquid. It's just liquid forming on it and it just needs to be drained off or something. I don't know why my brain went there, but I ended up going to an, a doctor. And he he ended up, uh, I, I still at this time just think I'm so dumb because I had learned what I learned about biopsies and poking it, and I just thought, I'm so dumb. I even went to this this doctor with this thought in mind. I thought, I'm going to go to this doctor. I'm going to have him drain off this liquid. It's going to be fine. You know, everything's fine. So I go there. I let him poke it again, and I'm just like, that was, I, I kicked myself so much after that because I just, again, just making decisions, trying to figure out what to do. Um, he wanted to 
send me to uh, an oncologist. He thought that was a thing I should do. He put me on a list with an oncologist office. And he went on and on and on about how I needed to go to this oncologist. And I said, I told you I'm not going to do that. And he said, even if you die, which I thought was an incredibly bold comment to make. And in my heart, in my head, I'm like, yeah, even if I die, because that's my decision. I'm the one that gets to choose this. And I didn't feel good about what was being presented to me, so I refused it. Um, So as we're progressing and things are continuing to go on, I didn't go back to a doctor again for quite a while. It had been months since I met Don. A year, in fact, went by before I reached out to him again. And at that point, um, things had progressed to the point where um, I, I stepped into another doctor's office, and he suggested it was inflammatory breast cancer. He was putting into my head that it was really aggressive and really deadly and all this kind of stuff. And so I was really nervous about it, obviously. And I, it was a year later from the first time I met Don, and I, I texted him. In fact, what I did is I called him. And to my chagrin, I learned that his phone number had been disconnected. And I was just sick. I was heart sick because I thought I'd miss this opportunity to talk to this man who knows all of these things that could probably really help me. I don't know what to do. Um, But I still had his home phone number, or I I guess I networked through and found it through one of my friends. And I called his home. And his son actually said, oh, he he changed his phone number because people kept calling him. This is his business, mind you, teaching people how to do this. People kept calling him um, without being, you know, willing to pay for the services he was giving them. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh, that's me. You know, it's me. I'm, I'm that person. But I really desperately needed to talk to him. So I got the phone number from him, and I texted Don. And I'm just like, I've got some stuff going on here. I really need to talk to you. And he called me. And we talked, and he gave me some ideas. He told me about juicing, and I started just really going after it at that point because I was really nervous. Um, about everything else that had transpired up to that point. So I went on a juice fast for about three weeks. And basically, it's Kabbalah juice. Uh, that's carrots, apples, beets, apples, lemons, apples. Now, you can find out how to make that on my YouTube channel. Just go to YouTube forward slash Alicia Blickfeld, you know, and you can find it. I've got music and stuff there, too, so you'll have to filter through the videos tab to find it. But I'm standing there wearing an apron, so you can <laughs> find it that way. She doesn't um, usually sing in an apron, just saying. Not usually, yeah. She has been known to, though. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, the Kabbalah juice, I just did that for like three weeks straight. And then I went straight vegan and was just really careful about what I brought back into my diet. I made sure it was real food, whole food, everything that Don had told me to do. Um, and just tried really hard to, to stick with the things that I knew would support my body and my immune system. Well, after um, a bit of time, I don't... I guess it was probably still winter. This was February, the year that I, the year later that I talked to Don. I talked to him in February, and then a year later in February. And um, not too long after all of that, um, I had an incident where the skin on my my chest had grown uh, so tight and so thin it was flaking off, literally flaking off on the top. And I couldn't quite understand what was going through, and I. I grabbed this little flake of skin and I pulled it away and literally I just started bleeding all over the place. It was literally like, I'm sorry to be so graphic, but it hit the mirror, it hit the counter, it hit the floor. Um, it was it was pretty horrific. 
and I, <laughs> it's the middle of the night, right? And this is going on, and I call, I'm calling out for Mike because I'm scared. I don't know what's going on, and right. I grab a towel, and I grab a washcloth, trying to clean up what's going on because I'm like, if he walks in here and he sees blood all over the bathroom, he's going to freak out. So I'm, I'm cleaning. Little do I know what I'm doing is, is getting my body excited and, and, and the, the energy and the, the blood's pumping. And so it's, you know, it's coming out even faster. And I'm just like, it's like a horror movie. It was ridiculous. <laughs> and oh, yeah, I'm sorry. It was so terrible. And then so Mike comes in the bathroom all bleary eyed like, oh, my gosh, what is going on? And I had cleaned up most of it by then. So what he saw was nothing, you know, and. I'm just like, I just pulled this little flake of skin off and started to bleed and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I had a towel pressed to my chest and and the washcloth on, you know, as I was cleaning up. And and he's like, what can I do? What can I do? And I'm just like, oh, my gosh, I'm feeling really dizzy. And he had just stepped out of the room real fast to grab another towel or something. And he comes back in and I'm laying on the floor because I knew I would faint if I didn't get on the floor. I literally saw stars. I always thought that was kind of weird that people would say that. But I saw them. <laughs> I get it. Apparently it happens when you're losing all of the blood in your body. Yeah. So well, as soon as I lay down on the floor, and this is the cold, cold tile floor. The, the window's open. The snow is blowing in. I'm laying on the floor. And um, Mike comes back in and sees me on the floor, and he's a little freaked out. He throws a towel under my head, you know, trying to help me be comfortable on this cold, hard tile floor. And I actually started feeling better because I wasn't cleaning anymore, and I was <laughs> flat. And the blood settled down, calmed and your body it coagulated, down, <laughs> and it stopped bleeding, and all was well. And he's like, "Are you okay?" And I like think I'm okay, you know. And he helped me to get back to bed, and and I went to sleep. Well, the next day, <clears throat> I texted Dawn. Something really weird happened to me last night. Just thought I need to, I don't know him that well. I just need to send something that maybe he'll call me back. Maybe he'll respond. Maybe I'll make it curious enough that he'll respond. And he called me immediately. What happened? <laughs> and I was so grateful I got to tell him what happened. He's like, and I'm freaking out because I'm thinking, I'm dying. This is, uh, you know, and he's like, no. He's like, it was just some capillaries. You know, you had capillaries popping and that's not unheard of <laughs> it's okay you're fine you know it's it's so immediately I was confident. voice of reason thank goodness yeah huh? yeah and so that actually happened a couple of times and then through the course of time as this skin on my chest started thinning out more and more and more what ended up happening is the tumor was trying to eject itself from my body it was pushing through the wall of my chest and it got to the point where I called Don again, and I'm like, this is, like, really bad. And he's like, um, I don't want to be offensive, but can you send me a picture of what you're talking about? So, you know, I was, I was as modest as I could be and sent him a picture of just this part of um, what was sticking out of my chest wall. And I kid you not, this thing was the size of a baseball, and it was sticking out about an inch and a half from the wall wow. of my chest. It was pretty gnarly looking. I don't even want to go into the description. I have pictures I won't share. Just telling you that right now. <laughs> um, so bad. So gross. So nasty. And he said, oh, I didn't realize it was that bad. And then he me, he sent me some pictures. He sent me, and I told you guys this last week, he sent me a picture of this <clears throat> this woman with her head leaned way far back with this growth on her neck that was the size of a cauliflower. She couldn't put her chin down. She just had to like turn with, she couldn't turn her head. 
you know, and then he sent me another picture of another woman standing next to him, beautiful blonde-haired lady with blue eyes, smiling really brightly, and he said, those pictures are of the same woman, and I'm like, wow. wait, what? And he said, yes, this woman had the same kind of thing going on to her neck, and all of a sudden I took heart because hers was four times bigger than what I was dealing with. Mm. And she survived. And so I'm like, wow, what did you tell her to do? How can I do that? And he told me to pack this, this tumor emerging from my chest with salt. So I did that. I put sea salt directly on it and just fastened it, basically wrapped it there so it would stay on. And I watched the tumor literally die. It would scab. The scab would slough off. The next layer would die. Within days, it was, it was just dead. However, salt. Yeah, salt, just salt, and I mean, salt is so healing and so natural. He, he, he's again, he made sure to let me know to use good salt, like sea salt, not that iodized garbage that's been processed and is so bad for our bodies. Period. So, um, the and let me inject. You were doing, you were doing the the food also yes. at the same time, right? You were you yep. were working from inside and outside exactly at the same time. Yep, I had changed everything. I had eliminated all fake food from my diet. If I couldn't recognize what the food was on the label of something I had purchased as a piece of broccoli or a potato or water, <laughs> I didn't eat it. You know, I, I if it was like monosodium glutamate or sodium benzoate, I, no way. And you still to this day can't get me to put those things in my body. Uh, I changed to just whole, whole real foods. It changed everything. It changed the way I eat. It changed the things I buy. I waged war on my pantry closet, throwing everything away that had something in it that would be bad. I threw away hundreds of dollars worth of food because it wasn't real food. It was actually a food-like product. And I brought in food, broccoli and cauliflower and beans and raspberries and strawberries and nuts and all the, all the good things I could possibly find. I brought those things in, and I relearned how to create things um, in those in that respect. You know, so I was doing all of that as well as the salt things. So the pain, however, was getting pretty horrific. And I also told you last week I was taking uh, horrific amounts of ibuprofen. Don't do that. Because Don said to me one day, I was telling him I was in so much pain. I'm taking this much ibuprofen, and it was enough to kill a horse. And he's like, Alicia you need to understand that pain medicine, medicine causes pain. And I'm like, wait, what? And Yeah, so, wait, what? That's what yeah. a lot of our listeners are going, wait, what? So yeah, say that exactly. Again. Pain medicine causes pain. And I still don't understand the complete logistics about it, but I took his word for it. And so I decided that I was going to go cold turkey. Tell you right now, don't do that. It was a bad <laughs> deal. Uh, cold yeah. turkey, what I learned about ibuprofen is that you can be addicted to ibuprofen. And when I went straight off of it, I went into an immediately situation where my whole body was in pain. Not just the spot where the tumor was at, but my fingertips, my hair, my toenails, everything was just in so much pain. It was so bad. I was writhing in pain on the bed. I was curled mm. up in a ball like, like a baby. You know, it was terrible, just crying and crying and crying and crying. And... Um, I talked to Don on the phone and was telling him what was going on and how awful it was. And he's like, yeah, you know, uh, this is why pain medications causes pain, right? So then I, my husband comes home, finds me in a ball on, bed, on the bed, and he's like, Alicia, please, please take something. Because, you know, he, he didn't understand that I was trying to get off of it completely. And so he gave me just two. 
ibuprofen. That took the edge off just enough for me to deal with what was going on, and I slowly backed out instead of cold turkey. I slowly backed down and backed mm. off until I was down to like a half and a quarter and just a piece of the ibuprofen, and I got it out of my system eventually. Um, it did get to the point, however, where the tumor, like I said, was sticking through the wall of my chest, and the pain was just, it was just too much, and I couldn't handle it anymore. And we ended up at the hospital. Well, we're laying, I'm laying there on a, a table in the ER, and this doctor walks in, and she announces, my mom's over here, my husband's over here, you know, they're sitting by me, and she announces, you know, she could die right now. She could die today. She could die right now. And I wanted to get off that bed and just pop her in the nose because I'm like, how dare you make my mother cry? <laughs> you know, I understood her concern yeah. and, and her frustration with where I was. I can see how that would be very, very frustrating. Alicia, we're going to leave that at that cliffhanger for okay. just a second because we have to take our next break. So, dun, dun, dun. Come back and join us. If you've got a question for Alicia, call 866-472-5791. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Come back. You want to hear the rest of the cliffhanger. Dun, dun, dun. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Learn more about the products and equipment discussed by Stephanie and her guests on the show by visiting MyVitalityHealthSolutions.com. We've done the research for you and selected proven, high-quality brands at competitive prices from companies you can trust. Drugs and surgery are not your only options. Discover the exciting alternative therapies and health and wellness products that are helping people to reclaim their health and enjoy a higher quality of life. That's MyVitalityHealthSolutions.com. Many of us are finding ourselves distracted by what's going on in the world around us today. We find ourselves discontent with our circumstances, with what we have and how we feel about ourselves. And we find ourselves disconnected from those that matter most to us. If this sounds all too familiar, check out MindfulLab.net and see how the practice of mindfulness can change your life today. Powerful programs are available to help you find clarity, connection, and peace at MindfulLab.net. You're listening to the Vitality Health Show with Stephanie Parrish. If you have a question for Stephanie or her guest, please email contact at MyVitalityHealthSolutions.com. Now, back to the Vitality Health Show. Welcome back, friends. We left you with a cliffhanger just before we left. We want to get right back into this. Again, if you have questions for Alicia, call 866-472-5791. And let's not leave you waiting any longer. Obviously, she survived. She's here on the show. But we want to hear the rest of the story. Go ahead. Okay. Well, um, like I said, that doctor came in, and I was really upset that she had made such a pronouncement right in front of my mother, who was now crying, And I wanted to get off the bed and go after her. I understood where she was coming from and her frustration at someone like me coming in so late into the game and having such a horrific thing going on. But um, I I was still upset that she was upsetting my mother. Um, You know, they, they had given me some medication, which at that point I was grateful for that because it sort of just shut everything down and I wasn't really feeling pain at that point. Um, another doctor came in and, and he's like, okay, so there's no more cancer anywhere else in your body, and um, but we've got to get this tumor out or you're going to die from that because your body is it's decomposing inside your body and your blood's turning septic. 
So I'm like, wait, what? There's no more cancer? I did it. I did it, you know, and I'm like, that's great. And so I'm like, okay, I guess we're doing surgery, you know. So um, we went and we went, well, let's see. I guess I, I, I called Don and just kind of talked to him about it. The next, it was the next day when we were making this decision. And after we had talked to him about it and felt like this was really the only avenue considering what was going on, he said, okay. He said, normally I would never suggest you do surgery, but I agree with what you're suggesting. So, and he was saying, follow your heart. And I'm like, there's that phrase again. And so it just felt right. So we went ahead and did the surgery. Um, the next day I had the, the, or that day, same day, late afternoon doctor comes in. He says, you're anemic. We need to give you a blood transfusion. I'm like, nope, not going to do it. And I remembered that Don had taught me already when I had lost a lot of blood before what to do. And I talked about this on the last show where we mix grape juice and eggs you know, farm eggs and natural grape juice and drink that. You guys hear that? Farm eggs and natural grape juice. Yeah. Okay. Anemic people, farm eggs and natural grape juice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And red blood cells are the hardest to replace. And so I did that two times. Two eggs, one cup of real grape juice and mixed it up and drank it. It's like a grape eggnog. It's not bad to drink. So I drank that before I went to bed. I drank it one other time. Um, earlier in the evening, so two times. The phlebotomist comes in at 3 a.m., takes my blood. The doctor comes back in at 9 a.m., says, hey, I can't explain it, but you're not anemic anymore. Well, I didn't <laughs> tell him why I wasn't anemic anymore. Um, I just was grateful that I wasn't. And so I got out of the hospital. All was well. I was putting myself back together. I was now a confirmed vegan for um, quite a while. I went vegetarian later. Um, but uh, I, I decided to go horseback riding with some friends. Long story short, um, <laughs> as I was getting out of the truck after horseback riding, the truck was rolling and no one knew it. I fell because it was rolling. It was like someone grabbed a rug and yanked it out from underneath me. And the truck ran over the heel of my brand new cowboy boot. Thank you for not wearing tennis shoes that day because I was going to. And um, then it started to roll up my left hip. I was laying on my right side. And I screamed, and it hit my belt. My belt had these silver rings on it, and the leather was cut a little more narrow there, ripped the leather. The tire fell off of me. I heard it bounce behind me, which gave me the opportunity to roll away. This was five months after getting out of the hospital. So it was like this whole year. This was all in 2014. It was just this blockbuster, awful year, all these things happening. Um, the doctor it's a bone that, buster. <laughs> a bone <exactly>. buster year. <laughs> <laughs> that doctor wanted to put plates and screws and all sorts of things in me, and I refused that because I just had experienced what surgery was at, about, and I'm just like, no, I can hold still. I can do this, and I healed. Uh, I had been nominated for the Utah Music Awards that year, and I, that was my goal. I was going to be there. That was only six weeks in front of me. I didn't know how I was going to be there, but I was there. I rolled in in a wheelchair. You know, I eventually healed, and by Christmas I was back in my high heels again, and I haven't had any other issues um, with that or the cancer. I am just healthy. I don't go back to doctors to have them tell me what to do. Um, I decide for myself what I'm going to do. And the thing that I try to do is, I touched on it earlier, about staying in an alkaline environment, and that happens by eating real foods. you know, you might think that certain things would cause your body to go acidic. Some people think like lemons would make your body be acidic because it's acidic. But no, actually your body will transform that into an alkaline situation. 
So once again, it's like a swimming pool that doesn't have chlorine in it. It will grow something. If you put chlorine in it, it stays clean and clear and it doesn't grow things. Your body's the same. Uh, it's, it's created by God to heal itself if you will give it what it needs. If you put a bunch of fake things in your body, your body doesn't really know what to do with it. Um, and it can change those things into something else or cause something else. Uh, there's no such thing as a side effect from what you put in your body, you know, drugs, alcohol, whatever. There are only effects that happen from those things. Mm. So um, I was conscious and have been conscious ever since about what I'm putting in my body. Um, you know, it, it, you're, it's really a rare occasion if you find me eating a piece of white bread, for example. Um, I, I try really hard to stay with the the grains and the the fruits and the vegetables and nuts and the seeds and just eat what is real uh, so that my body will be healthy. And it has been very healthy. Yeah. Um, and then another little point I want to make is that a lot of people think that cancer is genetic. And, and I know many people may argue this with me. Um, but I asked a doctor about this at one point. And he's like, no, it's about 2% higher in someone who has another, you know, like your mom or your grandma has cancer, it's only about 2% higher. So that's not really um, a large amount uh, percentage-wise. So it's all about environment. If I was raised in an environment where we were eating certain things and we were exposed to certain, certain things in our environment, my incident and my mother's incident and my grandmother's incident of being uh, you know, a cancer person, for example, is higher because of the environment. You know, so I changed my environment, and and I'll have, <clears throat> excuse me, I'll have you know, my mom had dealt with cancer. Um, she didn't do uh, much therapy-wise. She did just radiation, um, and that was another person I had looked to where I didn't want to do what she had done. But that's why I wanted to know: is this hereditary? Is this genetic? and found out that, that it really wasn't. So I just changed my environment. I changed what I ate. I changed things. I walk a lot. I get out in the air. I, you know, I try to do things that support my body and my immune system. So, Alicia, on that note, real quick, because I want to touch on this. You had said earlier that you had to forgive yourself. I know I've talked to a lot of people that have got cancers or, or diabetes or whatever, just whatever it is, and they really have to forgive themselves. And, and you know, it's, it's okay. The whole thing about what we're trying to teach today and share today is that you can change it. Just like you just said, you can change your environment. Forgive yourself. It's not what you did. It's, I mean, it's something that happened. But I love that you had mentioned you needed to forgive yourself for those choices that you made. And I think there's a lot of people that are out there going, how do I do that? Yeah. How do I do that? And, and it's, not, it's not an easy thing. It's a process. But you have to realize that it's okay that you struggle with the process. Um, you, you know, you can't expect to just say, okay, I forgive myself and you're done. It's just, it's just not that simple. Um, I had to look at myself honestly. I had to just uh, embrace the fact that I had made the choice that I made. I did that. I chose that. You know, it's painful that I chose that. Um, we can't let our our decisions define who we are right now. You know, I can't say that I'm a, a terrible person for hurting myself that way and own it and live it and carry it for the rest of my life. I had to say I did it. I've stepped away from it. I'm looking for something different now. I'm feeling pretty confident about 
um, the choices that I'm making, they feel right, you know, and eventually um, it just sort of subsides. The voices in your head subside. And sometimes you need to tell the voices in your head to shut up, really, yeah. truly. Yeah. Just, oh. yeah, you just have to say, you know what, you need to shut up because I'm not going to listen to you anymore. And right. I, I used to put all of these positive things all over my mirror, you know, positive affirmations. And I would look at them and tell myself, you're beautiful. You know, you're amazing. You, you're confident. You can do this. You know, and it's really hard to change. You know, it took me umpteen years to get to that mindset of blaming myself for whatever. Um, obviously, I wasn't just already the person that said, oh, it was a mistake. I can move on. No, I actually was like, you did that. You know, and I, I felt that way. So it, it takes time. It's a process. Um, and you kind of have to trick your brain into thinking a different way. But it, it takes a lot of time, a lot of effort. But it's worth it because I got to the other side and I'm like, hey, here I am. I'm whole. I'm healthy. I think I'm going to write a book. Oh, that's cool. I think I'm going to do an album. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> you know, you just move forward with the things that feel like, you know, I, I felt like somebody needed to know my story. The story is much right. more in depth than what I'm telling you, of course. And the book is 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 really interesting. I thought it was anyway. I remember Alicia when we when you were in the hospital with your with your leg after you got gotten run over, and I'm like, wow, the Lord's just trying to get you to write that book, isn't he? I remember having <laughs> that conversation. It's like yep. you can't do anything else, right? You're you're down for the count now for a while. Yep. So you take so you that very that. difficult time and turn it into a very positive, and you did. And for those of that are out there listening, you will love her book, and and it's. It's a, her story, but it's so much out there for everybody that can grab something out of that book that will reflect on their own lives, how it would be on their lives. I remember that conversation very, very well. Like, well, the Lord's stopping you enough to be able to get this book writ written because people need to hear your story. And then, of course, part two with it, with all of that, <laughs> with your hip and everything going on. But do you believe that everybody has the opportunity for hope? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. In fact, um, it, it's kind of funny because I grew up in the era where my mom, you know, she turned her life over to the doctors and I was coming out of that, I guess, as an adult and, and just some of these holistic things were coming in, which gave me a different perspective, which gave me hope for myself. You know, there's absolutely hope for, for anything. Um, I, I personally believe you can back out of most anything you've gotten yourself into. Um, you know, there's always something. You know, I always direct people to Dawn. Um, I'm happy to answer, answer people's questions. You know, I've had people who email me or call me. And my email is aliciablickfelt at gmail. But I'm happy to tell people my story and help them give them some other ideas. You know, it, it's, it's just the doctors know what they know. And it isn't everything. So there's always something more. And I think what you did was so beautiful because you, you kept going, going, going until you found something that felt right and yep. not just took the first answer or the second answer, or the third answer. It's like until it felt right in your gut and you knew it was exactly what you were supposed to do with the help of the Lord, because we bring the Lord into this a lot. And I know you had many, many blessings, but we bring the help of the Lord. Just ask him to help you know what feels right, because people are out there. Like you say, the doctors are wonderful and they know what's in their toolbox, but there's other people that know other things. And that's where you just keep digging and digging and digging until you feel right about what's happening in your world. Yeah, and I, I made a couple of mistakes along the way. I had I had bought some tinctures that really made me sick. 
really, really sick. Mm. And I'd spent $250 and I threw them away. You know, yeah, so huh? that didn't work for me. But there, there are definitely ways to, there, there are things to try. You can try lots of things. So. so give us your contact information again. Spell your last name because I know sometimes people get that wrong. I okay. did for the first few years. Yeah. Um, so, so tell us that so they can p- get hold of you. Sure. Alicia Blickfelt at Gmail, A-L-I-C-I-A, B as in boy, L-I-C-K, F as in Frank, E-L-D as in dog, T as in Tom. So Alicia Blickfelt at Gmail. My website is aliciablickfelt.com. And my book, They Said I Would Die, is on Amazon. Awesome. I so highly recommend you go get that, you guys. You really want to hear her music. So go onto her website and listen to it. You can order it from there. It's phenomenal. She has written most of it herself from her experiences. And it's it's just something like you've never experienced before. It's And I kind of have been able to be a little bit part of that journey with her and, and listen and watch and hear and see where this is coming from. It's like, oh my goodness, this is so cool. Anyway, I want you guys to know that Alicia is so happy and, ha- and willing to listen to you and to give you suggestions or in, if you just need somebody to talk to. She's phenomenal. I know. I call her all the time. I just need to have an Alicia moment every once in a while. Well, more often than not. But anyway, we're wrapping up right here. Is there anything you'd like to say really quickly for the last couple seconds we have? Um, Just know that you are not at the end of your road. There's always another way. There's always hope. There's always an alternative. Just keep looking. You'll find it. That's beautiful. Thank you so much. Again, if you have any comments for me, send them to contact at myvitalityhealthsolutions.com. We're so very grateful. You can listen to last week's show and hear more about Alicia and Dawn. We will be putting them up on our Facebook, so you'll be able to hear them as well. Anytime you want, you can go on demand on my show, the Vitality Health Show, here on Voice American Network, and you can hear them over and over and over. It's awesome. Anyway, we are wrapping up. Alicia, I love you. You know that. Thank you so much for being on here and sharing. We've had lots of requests for you to come back, so we figured why not the very next week. Beautiful. (laughs) Again, this is Stephanie, the voice of hope and healing, and we hope you have an absolutely wonderful week. Stay happy and healthy. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Vitality Health Show. Be sure to tune in next Thursday for another informative show with Stephanie Parrish and leading health and wellness experts. That's Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have a wonderful, healthy week. Statements made and information provided on this program are for educational purposes only. They have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration and products discussed on this program are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. The Vitality Health Show is not responsible for any misunderstandings or misapplication of information presented in this show. 